Hi, this is Mel Fulton, and this is the podcast of Triple R's Literati Glitterati. Championing stylish wordsmiths and sterling conversation, it's a weekly book show that loves a good story well told. Literati Glitterati is broadcast live on Triple R each Wednesday from midday till 1pm. Hope you enjoy the podcast and feel free to get in touch via the Triple R website. past midday on 3RRR, which means you're tuned into Literati Glitterati. My name is Jess Sinoni, and I'm filling in for the wonderful Mel Fulton, who is on a well-deserved break. I'll just be filling in today and next Wednesday, bringing you some new literary content for your summer listening. want to acknowledge that I'm broadcasting to you from the lands of the Wurundjeri people all across the Kulin Nation. And I pay my respects to all elders, past, present and emerging, and to any First Nations listeners who are tuning in today. This song playing underneath is called Etch by Duffy and Allman, which is the duo of American artists Meg Duffy, also known as Hand Habits, and Gregory Ullman from a record they've released called Doubles in September last year, out via Orindel Records. Thank you so much to Jackie for the last three hours of the Summer Score. The Summer Score will be back at 9am next Wednesday. Coming up on the show today, I'm very excited to be joined by local Melbourne poet Kiara Lindsay, who has recently released her debut collection of poetry titled A Portrait of Me Running As Fast As The Plant Is Growing. Wonderful title and a wonderful collection. The collection is an intimate exploration of the self, of love, desire and grief. And the collection is out now via No More Poetry Press. And hopefully you can stick around to hear my conversation with Kiara very shortly. I'm going to let this track play out and then play a new track by Jacob Diamond called New Museum before Kiara joins me. You're with Jess filling in for Mel on Literati Glitterati with you till 1pm today on Triple R. This is a podcast from Triple R, an independent media organisation in Melbourne, Australia. To find out more about Triple R or to explore many more shows, podcasts, articles, videos and interviews, head to the Triple R website at rrr.org.au. But now I'm thrilled to be joined in the studio with local poet Kiara Lindsay. Kiara has recently released her debut collection, A Portrait of Me Running As Fast As The Plant Is Growing. 
um, possibly one of the best poetry book titles I've come across. And I thought I'd just read a description of the book written by Chiara's friend and fellow poet Braden Gilmartin. In a portrait of me running as fast as the plant is growing, the poet runs towards themselves again and again. Each poem a fierce affirmation of the self. This is a slippery kind of poetics. Lindsay does not readily accept an objective sense of reality, and in reading these poems there is the feeling of having one's own reality pulled out from underneath you, in a way that is both startling and thrilling. These poems explore the release that's come that comes with embracing multitudes, an offensively good collection from one of Nam's most authentic writers. So hi, Kiara. Thank you so much for joining me on Triple R today. How are you going? Hi, I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. Um, congratulations on your first collection. I imagine it's been a pretty long time coming. Um, I want to hear about how you've been feeling since it's been out in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has been a really long time, I guess. I started, I've been writing for a long, long time, but started studying about 10 years ago and... I've been putting out poems through journals since then. Hmm. So, yeah, it feels pretty momentous to have this out um, and also kind of scary for it to be printed and yeah, I can't course. change it. <laughs> yeah, true, it's all done. Yeah. And you had a launch for it recently. How yeah, did that go? Yeah, in October it was really good. Um, it was really nice. My family came down and just so many other poets in the room, Nat Briggs and Brayden both read, which mm-hmm. was incredible to have because we've been in each other's orbits for about 10 years too I think yeah, yeah. Brad and I have known each, known each other for 10 years which is crazy yeah that is crazy definitely yeah. um do you want to talk a bit about how you um put these poems together because I imagine you would have pulled from years of writing as you said if you've been writing for 10 years there would mm. surely be hundreds of poems <laughs> yeah. and when I was reading it my impression was that it I could tell that you were such a seasoned poet because all like every poem is so strong. There was there's no there's no fillers. They're all just <laughs> um, such strong choices. Yeah, do you want to talk about that process yeah, a bit? Thank you so much. Um, it was pretty funny to go back through my work and see what still resonates with me and what I feel embarrassed about having written. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I added a few poems that um, felt really important to me. Like there's a poem in this called. Royal Blue is the Colour of My Wet Dreams, which mm. I first submitted to VoiceWorks. Yeah, I remember reading in VoiceWorks. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. So nice. yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's kind of a funny poem because I wrote it before I was out as queer and mm-hmm. now reading it back, I'm like, you idiot. <laughs> this is like one of the gayest poems you've ever written. That's so good. Um, so I've included a few like that um, just for myself, I guess. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't really like the poems anymore, but... I think right. they're still really important to me. So, so sort of honouring like a past version of yourself. When, yeah, yeah, definitely. Where you come from, totally. Yeah. And then I found out that this collection was going to be published a year before it actually was. Mm. So I was able to write quite a few more and mm. that was really cool because um, I'm not really someone who forces myself to write. Like mm. it's just something I do when I feel like it or mm-hmm. – um, something just pops into my mind so yeah it was an interesting way to write because I've never had such an important deadline before Mm. um and then I was working with these kind of visual poems as well right um which I made throughout the year and I kind of did those by 
sometimes listening to a song and trying to mishear the lyrics to Ooh. see if I could think of something different. I love that. Because um, I was really interested in this idea of semantic satiation where you hear a word over and over and over again. So mm-hmm. I wanted the poems to be quite sparse, but to be able to experiment with the visual part of it as well. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because mm. that's sort of scattered throughout the collection. Mm. Um, yeah, so you, you, that, that was something that you were writing in like the year leading up to it being published. How did you sort of go about choosing um, those sort of visual poems? Um, I think I just knew at a certain point I'm going to have three sections and I wanted there to be a certain amount of visual poems in each section mm. that kind of reflected the title. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I guess I just had to try and think about what that section meant to me yeah. and then write something that encapsulated the feeling of the whole thing. Awesome. Mm. So, yeah, for listeners, the, this collection is split up into three parts. So the first part is titled A Portrait of Me and the second part is Running and the third is titled As Fast As I Can. Um, yeah, do you want to talk about what that structure sort of means to you and how you went about dividing the poems up into those sections? Mm. So the first section was really a lot about the self and um, like, yeah, how I think about myself and the world and how that's changed over time. Um, and then the second section, I was thinking a lot about the speed of life and mm-hmm. I often feel like I can't keep up with what I'm expected to do mm-hmm. and I've been trying hard to create a life that's more slow which is really hard to do I'm also a chef so it's, it's not <laughs> compatible it yeah. <laughs> it's like fast as you can for nine hours and then oh, totally like slow it down yes. um so yeah that section to me was a lot about speed and also there's a lot of poems about grief and mm. um, as I was telling you before, I lost a, a friend of mine at the end of 2021 and learning to live with that loss was really interesting and difficult. And mm. um, yeah, I think I was just thinking a lot about the about the passage of time. and um, Totally. Yeah, so the poems in that section are mostly about that and then – the last section, as fast as I can, I guess, are more recent poems of mine. So, um, mm. yeah, I think I've been thinking a lot about what I want to write about next because I've been mm. writing a lot about, like, my life and mm. that's been great, but I think I want to do something else. So in that section, there's quite a lot of nature poems and that kind of thing. Yeah, beautiful. Which I think is, yeah, where I want to go next. Awesome. Um, the, the title is obviously so evocative and unique it was lying on my kitchen table the other day and my dad looked at it and he was like what an amazing title like wow that's incredible (laughs) yeah it really is and I was just curious about like is there a story behind that or like how did you come up with such a cool title yeah it's actually from a painting that I made Mm. quite a while ago I think I made it about eight years ago and I drew a picture of a tiger and then next to it a pot plant Mm. And then I don't know how I came up with it, but I just titled the painting A Portrait of Me Running As Fast As The Plant Is Growing. And um, I just thought about it all the time. Like, what does that mean to me? And, um, yeah, I think – oh, I made a a rug at one point of the painting and I gave it to Brayden and they were like, this is amazing. So I think, yeah, when I heard him tell me that it was such a good title, I was like, cool, maybe I'll – make it the title of my book yeah I'm so glad that you did um 
So this collection is out with independent publisher No More Poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that come to be? Did you submit this work or did they approach you? And what was that editorial process like? Yeah, I submitted in, yeah, 2022. And yeah, I've known Dan for a long time. Mm. Um, they're just so great. And they did a blind um, submission process, so they selected me. And Dan, it's oh, <laughs> such a sweet thing. They were like, um, I knew this was your work as soon as I read it. Yeah. Which was so touching. Um, and then, yeah, working with them was great because they're, they're just so chill as an mm-hmm. editor. And yeah. I've worked with editors before who really, really want to edit your work. And it definitely has its place, but um, it was great to feel that confidence from Dan and yeah. Josh as well was really great. So they, did they help a lot with selecting the poems? Did they um, help edit the actual poems themselves or what exactly was that relationship? Um, Dan came to me with – oh, so I submitted the whole manuscript mm-hmm. by, I think, August. Mm-hmm. Um, so I selected all the poems and I took the ones out that I didn't want in there anymore. Mm-hmm. And then Dan – had the manuscript and they'd written all over it just like Mm. asking what certain things meant or telling me what they thought of to give me a few new ideas here and there but they were very much like take it or leave it like this is your work um so yeah it was that's perfect it was really great a true collaboration yeah great Mm -hmm. um I yeah I was looking at um sort of the you know post that they were making about this collection um and I love that they wrote that um, you were such a key part of like the poetry community when when Daniel first moved to Melbourne, um, and I remember that you used to run I think a reading series was it called Evening mm, Swim? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk a bit about that and like that sort of community of poetry that you've been a really big part of here? Yeah, um, I started a zine called Inhabit mm. a few years ago, and it doesn't exist anymore. But it started because Brayden and I did a poetry class together where. Um, we learned about ekphrasis, the concept of mm. making art about art. And so the zine was about pairing visual artists with poets and the poets would then write about visual art exhibitions around Melbourne. It was a pretty hard thing to run because so much admin and um, getting poets to write to a deadline is not easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then I got Brayden on board and after that kind of fizzled out, we started evening swim Mm. and yeah it was just like a nice way to get people together and hear each other's new work um and yeah in a very judgmental freeze um did lots of poems come out of that time were you feeling pretty yeah yeah and Brayden and I write together all the time yes we haven't done it in a while but um there's heaps of poems actually in here where (laughs) Brayden was reading my draft and was like um that Reminds me of this poem that I wrote and I'm like, oh, my, oh my God, God, I'm so influenced by you. This is just Of course, you're so writing beautiful. with someone for like 10 years basically. Yeah. It's like, oh, I can't imagine that sort of, yeah, how how much you would have informed each other's work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell me about just like the general trajectory of writing a poem for you? Are you, because I'm so struck by um, the thing that I really love about your poems that is you have like very beautiful, juicy symbolic images and they're sort of grounded in like very sweet tender sort of language and observations and like also often like very just 
they kind of disarm you because they're just very like funny or just like very <laughs> relatable and humble are you a sort of line led poet or an image led poet I think probably image for me mm. I was thinking a lot about um like how much dreams come up in my I was about to poetry ask you that. yeah and when I first realized I was kind of embarrassed I was like god who wants to hear about someone else's dreams <laughs> but then I was going through back some of my favorite poets work and I was like it's actually really interesting and oh it's such a rich place to draw from yeah, absolutely for sure yeah. um I'm thinking about Maggie Nelson's Bluets there's a lot of mm-hmm. um dream imagery in there um and there's a few from Eileen Miles and Ocean Vuong and mm-hmm. people like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I definitely – I think I draw a lot from dreams mm-hmm. and I take a lot of photos and then yeah. write a poem about the photos. But, yeah, often yeah. it's just a weird scene from a dream that I, I that. start writing about. Yeah. Um, I think the colours are such a big theme in the work and, like, fruit and – just like yeah just very um sensory sort of tactile images but yet what I really love about that is that then you'll just like make some kind of like amazing remark like I'm just thinking of um there's a few poems about dogs I think (laughs) and there's that one um where you're like I wonder if that man loves that dog like he's with him so I assume that he is (laughs) that he does that's just that's made me laugh so much it was so so sweet (laughs) thank you so so cute um um, are there any poems in this collection that you feel like particularly connected to, or like one that you're really proud of or that feels kind of special? Mm. I think actually this poem, I don't know if I'll be able to find it in this time that I'm talking about it, but hopefully I can. But Maybe I wrote I can a help poem. You find it as well. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a poem about my dog who, oh, I found it. She's just. So gorgeous, and I know I've every dog owner and she is so gorgeous. I agree, yes. offensively gorgeous. I yeah. um, I adopted her when she was eight, and I just didn't think I was going to love her this much. Um, so this poem just came out of going to the beach with her one time. Beautiful. Maybe I'll yes, read please it. read it. Please. <laughs> it's called "Poem for My Little Doggy." I have a dog who doesn't care if I'm funny or not. If my hair cuts up to date. Just that I have the hand that holds her. I exist around her and that's it. If I'm lucky, one day I'll drive her back down to the river mouth and we'll run there in her favourite place. I hope she relives the huge milky sunset where we couldn't stop running, the three of us, and our footprints springing so quickly back at low tide. Who could ever tell that we'd been there at all if I'm lucky? Oh, the hand that holds me come on <laughs> so beautiful I'm gonna get you to read some more poems soon if that's okay yeah definitely. um I just wanted to read you this quote because I was yeah in preparing for this interview I was trying to like articulate yeah what it what like how your poems make me feel or like what it is that I love about it and I came across this quote by American writer Ben Lerner and he writes Since language is the stuff of the social and poetry the expression in language of our irreducible individuality, our personhood is tied up with our poethood. And when I read that, I was like, oh, that's that's totally (laughs) – it's like your writing – like it's your personhood in your writing that feels so poetic, like your whole sensibility um, and your like questions and observations. um, And yet you're so good at illuminating tenderness to like whatever it is that you're looking at. Um, 
And I'm just wondering if like, you can speak to where that poetic sensibility comes from for you. Mm. Um, I guess like as a child, I was always so quiet and mm. I didn't really like talking until I felt really ready to. So I think that's naturally part of my personality to just be quiet and observant until I'm ready to talk about mm. something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also just read a lot as a kid so I think I just feel very immersed in thought and the philosophy of life as well Mm -hmm. yeah yeah beautiful are there um particular things you're reading at the time of like writing most of these poems in this collection or what sort of was resonating for you artistically at that time I think at the time I was writing a lot of memoirs I can't really think of any of that I was reading while I was writing it but recently I was reading Lou Sullivan's diary mm-hmm. we both laughed with pleasure or in pleasure mm. um I think I had read a little bit of it while I was writing this book actually but I find that reading memoir is really helpful for the poetic process because mm. it's interesting to see somebody else's life and it reminds me that my life is also interesting because mm-hmm. sometimes it can feel like what am I even doing who cares but um, I think literature just really speaks to humanity and mm-hmm. it helps me feel really present in my life to read about somebody else's life. Totally. And one thing that um, really struck me about Lou Sullivan's work, for those who don't know, Lou Sullivan was a trans man and he was gay and he died in 1991 of AIDS. Um, and his memoir is kind of about his transition and his life and the activist work that he was doing. And right at the end of his memoir, he's really, really sick and somebody in his life gives him this opal ring and he says, "Um, this ring is going to bring me so much joy for the rest of my life. Mm. And to me, that's that's why I write because I'm trying to feel connected to the joy of life. And Yeah, that really comes across, I think, as well, like – there's like a real sense of gratitude that sort of vibrates through the collection as well. Like um, just like you talking about like making a coffee and Mm. like there's that really beautiful line I think about like um, like just like the smell of garlic or something and like cooking and like just like the sunlight coming through. There's like I can tell you're so tuned in to like really small beautiful moments that like give you a lot Mm. um, which – yeah, I just love reading about so much, so I'm I'm grateful that you've written we've written them. Thanks so much. Um, I know that you um, have a poem that you really resonated with, or that feels kind of connected to what you're thinking about in this collection. I was wondering if you could tell us about this poem and also um, give a reading of it. Yeah, definitely. So I first came across this poem at um, one of the rallies for Palestine. Mm-hmm. It's by Carla Juma and it's just such a heartbreaking poem, but I feel like it really resonates with me because it shows us um, just how precious things are, even if they're annoying, Mm. even if we're frustrated, even if um, something about a loved one is pissing us off. Yeah, (laughs) Um, It's a loss when it's gone and it's so... I guess it encourages me to try and find the beauty in the things that we have while we still have them. Um, It's called O Rascal Children of Gaza. 
O rascal children of Gaza, you who constantly disturbed me with your screams under my window, you who filled every morning with rush and chaos, you who broke my vase and stole the lonely flower on my balcony, come back and scream as you want and break all the vases, steal all the flowers, come back, just come back. Mm. Thank you for reading that so beautiful oh of course yeah it's such a an incredible poem i saw it on the on a placard and i just could wow. not stop reading it yeah um anyway yeah at a, was it at a protest mm. like someone yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's such a such a powerful and to be like reading when you're with other people like yeah. in that sort of setting really really powerful mm. yeah i'd love you to read some other poems of yours um in this book Give us the pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. Okay. This is a poem that I wrote um, shortly after I or one of my friends died. And I was taking, I was driving up to New South Wales to see my family. It's called Not All Bridges Stay Bridges. Every bird I see is you. I take a trip. And you are coming too. We will always be friends. I'm so proud of you. I hope you're proud of me too. I think about you all the time. And if I don't for a while, you will be thinking about me instead. In a daydream, you say you want to be in the sky. And you'll miss my dog. And you'll miss me too. I'll miss you back. Were you the bee that stung me in your yard? Were you the butterfly wrapped inside the towel? rested in the blanket the sun is rational and good but we're not thank you so beautiful of course um okay and now i'll read one that's a bit less sad (laughs) (laughs) go for it it's called couple of coffees on a boat today i saw a sea turtle some parrotfish a small shark at the edge of the reef I saw a lot of things, critters, coral, fish, but I didn't have the language to put to them. So I can't name them like I can a love or you or a species, bubble coral. But when I watch a school of magnifying glass blue fish dart and then emerge, skim the surface, I think, wow, it doesn't matter that I don't have the words because I've got the image, a way to remember it and the image of you swimming with the sea turtle like two old friends, us talking about it on the boat, sopping wet from the rain, holding two hot coffees. It was one of the best days of my life. I'm so glad you read that one. That's one, that's one of my favourites. Has has my heart drawn next to it because I love it so much. Thank you. Um, if you're just tuning in, um, I'm speaking to Kiara Lindsay, who's just uh, released her debut collection of poetry called A Portrait of Me, Running As Fast As The Plant Is Growing. Um, Maybe you could just read one more for us. That would be awesome, Kiara. Yeah, definitely. Um, This is the last poem in the book called No New Lake, No New Mountains. To hear a father ask his child if they had a nice day and what was for lunch. Getting off the tram, pram first, showing them the new moon in Aquarius. On the way home from acupuncture, we ride all the same stops, alight together, 
I observe as a treat. This morning I read about continental collision. Two continents are secured together. I'm thinking of surgeons, quilt makers, exoskeletons. A trench turns to mountains in South America. Somewhere else a deep rift forms and it's a profound lake. I'm here with the moon, a stranger beside a father. I'll slip away to sleep, waking up to an earthquake and to no new lake, no new mountains. Kara Lindsay reading her poem, No New Lake, No New Mountains, from her new collection, A Portrait of Me Running, As Fast As The Plant Is Growing. Thank you so much, Kiara. Um, if people want to buy this book, where can they get it from? I know that I got mine from paperback books mm. in the city. I think Brunswick Bound has a few copies. Um, you can get it online at No More Poetry and they have a list of their stockists too if you want to check if there's Amazing. somewhere near you. I'm sure many people who are tuning in right now um, are eagerly off to buy a copy. <laughs> um, I think we're going to finish by playing some music that you've um, picked out that um, yeah that you resonate with and that feels connected to this collection. Um, I think that I'm going to play um, Laraji, Devendra Banhart and OK Kaya, um, which were three songs that you chose from those artists. Um, I think we'll start with um, the Laraji song, which is called I Can Only Bliss Out For Days, which I'm so glad you chose because <laughs> it's one of my favourite songs ever. And I feel like it's so perfect listening to it on radio as well, something yeah. about listening to it on the radio. It's so beautiful. Um, yeah, do you want to speak about that music at all yeah I think um these are songs I was playing a lot while I was writing this book um yeah I feel like oh yeah that (laughs) this song um in regards to your tweet by okay care Mm. um I reference it in the book but you would never be able to tell but I was playing it on repeat and trying to get a response from a crush (laughs) (laughs) and I was like hey you should listen to this song (laughs) they were just a bit like "Mm -hmm." (laughs) well that's their loss if I don't listen to the song because it's a beautiful song perfect song (laughs) um well yeah let's let's listen to this song together and yeah thank you so much Kiara for coming into the studio today it was such a pleasure to talk to you and thank you so much for writing poetry and for publishing this collection I'm so grateful to to have it in the world and to have it in my hands thank you so much for having me of course what a pleasure (laughs) thanks for listening to the podcast of literati glitterati a weekly book show that loves a good story well told literati glitterati is broadcast live on triple r each wednesday from midday to 1 p.m hope you've enjoyed the podcast and please feel free to keep in touch at rrr.org.au